Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Sorry I've been gone for a while. Uh, when you live with six other people and trying to find time rec- to record in a quiet space can be quite the challenge. <laughs> um, so speaking of challenges, let's go ahead and get to today's topic. We're going to be doing a, a new topic and kind of a new series kind of thing. We're going to be talking about a composer, and if I get my way, I'm thinking I'll try to do about one composer a month just to keep you guys updated. Um, so today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite composers, um, he's also one of the three B's or four B's, depending on who you ask, which are uh, Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms. Sometimes Bartok is thrown in there as well. Um, but let's go ahead and get on to Brahms. So Brahms was born... pursued a career in music even though it was against his family's will and he actually became a horn player in the uh, Hamburg militia. So that was also Brahms's first teacher was his father. Um, he learned to play the violin and the basics of the cello and he studied uh, actually with uh, Friedrich Willibald Kossel in 1840 and he complained that Brahms could be such a good player, but he would never stop his composing. So, I guess that's a good thing. Um, So, Brahms, at the age of 10, he had his debut as a performer in a private concert where he, uh, one of the pieces he played was Beethoven's Quintet for Piano and Wings, and also a piano quartet by Mozart. Um, He also played a solo work of an etude by Henry Coates. So, even at 10 years old, he was doing a lot. Um, so if you want to feel bad about yourself, there you go. So Brahms's early career kind of began in 1850. He met a Hungarian violinist and he accompanied the violinist uh, in a few recitals over the next few years. And it was basically Brahms's introduction into gypsy style of music. And this kind of influenced Brahms and some of his uh, later pieces, um, such as the set of Hungarian dances that he did. Um, 1850 also marked uh, Brahms's first intermeeting meeting with uh, Robert Schumann. Um, Schumann visited Hamburg that year, and some of his friends persuaded Brahms to uh, send. Robert Schumann some some music, but unfortunately Robert Schumann sent the package back um, unopened. Um, so in 1853, Brahms went on a concert tour. Um, it was in late May. He visited the violinist and composer Joseph Joachim at Hanover. 
he heard the the violinist playing the solo part in Beethoven's Violin Concerto and was very impressed. So this basically started a, a lifelong friendship over which both of them worked on music together and became very good friends during this time. So between the years of about 1862, uh, about 1875, 1876, Brahm had a, a period of maturity. Um, so he was kind of hoping for the, hum, the the conductorship at the Hamburg Philharmonic, but in 1862, this post went to someone else. Um, so in autumn of 1862, Brahms made his first visit to Vienna, and he stayed there over the winter. Um, he became an associate of two close members of Wagner's circle. Uh, his, one of his friends, uh, Peter Cornelius and Karl Tossig, were two of them. So Brahms actually met Wagner in 1863, and he played the Handel Variations, Opus 24. Um, this was their first interaction, so it was a little bit pleasant at the time, but later it would actually be shown that Wagner would uh, make somewhat critical, uh, sometimes insulting comments on Brahms's music. <laughs> so even though Brahms entertained the idea of conducting, uh, he based himself increasingly in Vienna and soon made it his home. So in 1863, he was actually appointed a conductor of the Weiner Sing Academy. And he surprised, actually, many audiences by programming much work of the uh, early German masters as uh, Heinrich Schultz and Bach. Um, he also did more recent music like Beethoven and Mendelssohn. So here, Brahms also wrote for choir, including his motet, Opus 29, and then tragedy stuck, struck. So in February of 1865, Brahms's mother died, and he began to compose his large choral work, A German Requiem, Opus 45. So it's six movements, and were completed in 1866. So he premieres the first three in Vienna, but the complete work was first given in Bremen in 1868 to great acclaim. So there was actually a seventh movement that was added later on. Um, the soprano solo, I'm going to butcher this, Ihr habt nun Tragheit, and it was added for the equally su successful Leipzig premiere, which was in the next year, 1869. And then the work went on to receive concert and critical acclaim throughout Germany, and also in England, Switzerland, and Russia. So Brahms's arrival on the world stage was finally finished. And then Brahms released, also in 1869, um, his first set of the Hungarian dances and also the Liebstlieder Walzer, Opus 52. And then following these big successes, he completed a number of works, uh, such as the Cantata Rinaldo, his first two string quartets, the third piano quartet, and most notably his first symphony, which was uh, appeared in 1876, but uh, had begun composing it as, as early as 1855. Um, so 1876 to 1890 is kind of the big period of fame for Brahms. So like I said, his first opus, uh, 68 First Symphony, excuse me, appeared in 1876. Um, so it began to evolve very gradually, and uh, the finale may not have even begun its uh, conception until about 1868. So... Brahms was a very cautious person in that he was very self-deprecating about the symphony during its creation. Um, he even wrote to some friends that it was, quote-unquote, long and difficult. 
not exactly charming. And lastly, long and insane. So, Brahms was becoming pretty popular around this time, and in 1876, he actually uh, was offered uh, from Cambridge University a doctor of music. It was offered to both Brahms and Joachim, provided that they composed new pieces as theses and were present in Cambridge to receive their degrees. So, Brahms was averse to traveling to England, so he requested that he could receive his degree in absence. Um, so, of the two, only Joachim went and so Brahms did not receive the degree. But even with this, Brahms was still very popular and recognized as a major figure in music. Um, he was pretty prolific around this era too, so he released the Second Symphony in 1877, Opus 73, the Violin Concerto, Opus 77, the Academic Festival Overture, and the Travic Overture. So as I said before, this was a pretty prolific and pretty exciting time for Brahms. So he had been on the jury, which awarded the Vienna State Prize in 1875, 1876, and 1877. So this is around the time that Brahms chose to change his image. He had always been clean-shaven, and in 1878 he surprised his friends by growing a beard. Uh, he wrote in September to the conductor, Bernhard Schultz, I am coming with a large beard. Prepare your wife for a most awful sight. Uh, the singer George Henschel recalled that after a concert, quote, I saw a man, unknown to me, rather stout, middle height, with long hair and a full beard. In a very deep and hoarse voice, he introduced himself. An instant later, we all found ourselves laughing heartily at the perfect success of Brahms's disguise, unquote. So this incident also displays Brahms' love of practical jokes. It's good to have a sense of humor about these things. <laughs> um, so Brahms's last period was from roughly 1890 to 1897. So after the successful premiere of his second string quartet, uh, Brahms is 57-year-old and he starts to think that he might retire from composing and telling a friend that he had, quote, achieved enough. Here I had before me a carefree old age and can enjoy it in peace. So he also began to find solace in escorting the mezzo-soprano Alice Barbie, and it's unclear, but he may have proposed to her. So Brahms wasn't quite finished with composing just yet. Um, he had a very large amount of admiration for Richard Muffelt, that he was a clarinetist with the Meiningen Orchestra, and it revived his interest in composing, and it inspired him to write the clarinet trio, the clarinet quintet, the two clarinet sonatas. And uh, during this time, he also write, wrote his uh, final cycles of piano pieces, which is Opus 116 uh, through Opus 119. He also wrote the four serious songs, Opus 121, and the 11 choral preludes for organ. Um, the last of these is a setting of O Welt ich muss dich lassen, which means O world, I must leave thee. So, in the summer of 1896, Brahms was diagnosed as having jaundice, but later in the years, his Viennese doctor diagnosed him as having cancer of the liver. Uh, this is also what killed his father. So, his last public appearance was on March 3, 1897, when he saw Hans Richter conduct his Symphony No. 4, and there was an ovation after each of the four movements. He made the effort three weeks before his death 
to attend the premiere of Johann Strauss's operetta Die Gotten der Wunft, The Goddess of Reason. So his condition gradually worsened and he died on April 3rd, 1897 in Vienna at age 63. Brahms is buried in Vienna under a monument designed by Victor Horta. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Tune in next week for some more good content, and I'm looking forward to seeing you then.